Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that read. Like I feel like that's the, that's got to be the move because you know both of their selling points going into this was well we're we're sick of the rematches. You don't want to see Izzy the same thing with Vittori and Whitaker. So they they're, they're trying to make it you know get the fans clamoring for for new blood. So do you think that like for Sean to have a win does it do do you think that it only do you think that his personality is big enough that the call out of Izzy will have people clamoring for that or does he also have to put forth like a highlight real knockout because it's not always his his bag like he's a good volume striker he likes beating you up over five rounds like how does he have to go about this do you think to maybe jump the line yeah i mean if you just look at this middleweight first of all i mean adesanya fights next week i don't know if you guys are gonna ask me about that i think he's gonna be able to you know take care of uh robert whitaker who i like i just think adesanya is on such a different level than all these contenders but if you look down the line, it's just uh, it's a lot of the same cast of characters that Strickland, with a win, can easily put himself in at least the conversation. And if Dana White wants to book him, if Israel wants another shot, because you can't just keep these retreads. You know, it, it becomes less marketable, right? Like you're getting Whitaker, who I think is. I mean, if you're going to do Whitaker versus Strickland, I I lean towards Whitaker in that fight, but. Again, it's next man up, and who who can you market for a fight? And if Adesanya goes through another Whitaker fight and just makes it look easy, I mean, what are we doing here? Give Strickland the shot. Why not? Because you're running out of people to fight. You know, I don't want to see Marvin Vittori get another shot. I don't. I definitely don't need to see Paolo Costa get another shot. Derek Brunson may be, you know, a veteran finally getting a crack at the belt, but he can't stack up, in my opinion. As Strickland at least gives some flair. I personally um, really like Strickland. I think that he is an up-and-coming contender. I don't know if he could take Izzy, but, yeah, I, I'd like to see him get a shot, especially with a win tonight. Ali says for the right price, Reed, we could see Izzy versus Usman. You believe that? I mean, I, I'd like to see it. I, I think I'd – I'm not sure who I'd lead in that fight. I do right. know, though, that's come up in the past because I know Usman said recently that he was looking to move up to light heavyweight you know, skip a class because him and Adesanya, they're, they're close from, you know, um, they have the same nationality. They respect each other. I know them too. And, and Ganu, they have like a lot of respect for one another. So I don't know if Usman wants to get in the ring with Izzy, not even from a, I'll lose to him standpoint from a respect. Neither of us want to, you know, be taken off the mantle like that, but yeah, both Izzy and Usman are in a tricky spot because they're so dominant and they're so talented that, they're running out of people to challenge them. You know, they're, they're running out of opponents. So you have to start looking to the other weight classes. I know Connor's thrown out that he would like to fight Usman because these guys are now graduating from just the, the typical hierarchy of, all right, let's look at the UFC rankings. Who's next up? You know, they need to look for new competitors. They're that good. It's also a thing, too. Like, you know, fighter pay has been such a big top, like, of late. Like, those two... It, it's it, I think it sucks for them that they would have to fight if they are friends, but like they're so dying for a super fight too. like, you know, Kamaro's talked about fighting to fight Canelo and is he took the big jump to, to fight Jan. Like, it, it, you know, I think that it's unfortunate. Like if they do want that monster payday, I think that the fans would definitely come in droves to buy a pay-per-view. It would be those two. So you, you rarely get opportunities like this. You might have to put friendship aside just because, you want to make that that life-changing money, that all-time money. So, you know, this is unfortunately where it probably would have to go to him. Yeah, no, I definitely would be – that would be a monster pay. I mean, that would be – it's one of those, like, Nganu, John Jones. That's a little different, but, like, 
that's like the type of money. It definitely would be one of the biggest UFC cards uh, selling uh, from pay-per-view standpoint up there with Connor and Poirier. So, yeah, from a monetary standpoint, for sure. I just don't know if Usman and Izzy want to go down that path because then, you know, that kind of changes your career at the same point. We're talking with Reed Wallach, senior editor of BetSided here on the BetQL Network. You mentioned John Jones. I think that it's pretty clear now that John needs to fight for the interim title. And Ghana is going to be out for a while, maybe for a long while, depending on what his choices are as far as stepping in the boxing ring or staying in the octagon. Who knows what that's going to end up being? Shouldn't it just be Jones versus Stipe? Then somebody's holding on to the interim belt. And then when Ngannou comes back, he fights one of those dudes. You want to talk about a super fight? Am I missing something here? Yeah, uh, it seems like Jones threw out a a challenge to Stipe. If Stipe's still interested, I... I... I don't think John Jones wants to get into the octagon with Ngannou. I, I like I I think that would be a slaughter. I think Ngannou would ruin him. But I would, for that being said, I would like to see John Jones fight again because he's obviously immensely talented, and I think Stipe is a worthy fight for him to, at the very least, wet his beak in the heavyweight division. I think Stipe, he's been out of commission now for I think it's we're approaching a year. By the time he gets back in, it would be over a year. Jones hasn't fought in over two years. Stipe is still marketable as a former champion. You could sell that kind of uh, that comeback tour. You know, I want another crack at Ngannou, all that. While France is on the sidelines. And then, of course, you have all the issues with, will Ngannou sign another contract with the UFC? Is he looking at boxing? But I think ultimately Ngannou is going to be back in the UFC. I think that they come to terms with a new contract and he's in. Will he fight John Jones? That is to be determined. I, If I'm John Jones, I don't think he wants to... I don't think he wants to see that, though. I think he would get uh, steamrolled. Yeah, let's let's stay on that. Reed Wallach from from uh, Betsided here. He would get steamrolled. He would get mauled, I believe, <laughs> were your words. What would make John Jones versus – I've never seen John Jones get anything close to steamrolled or mauled. Why would that happen? Is it a layoff? Is it fighting up a class? Is it Francis is that good? Is it a combination? Because you're talking about something that I've never seen. Yeah, I, I guess the, the first question is – is this like is is John Jones and Ganu the first fight for John Jones or does John Jones fight Stipe? Fair and win enough. Like for the sake of this conversation, let's say that we know he looks good and he beats Stipe along the way. Okay, yeah, that would just I I love that. That would just give me a better number on Francis. I mean, Francis was an underdog against Cyril Gan. I thought right. the line was ludicrous, and he fought on a torn MCL with a partially torn ACL, and he still. I wouldn't say made it look easy, but I mean, look, Gon's supposed to be this technical defensive ace, and Gon who ragdolled him. I mean, he was, it wasn't even takedowns. It was, I'm going to put you on the ground now, and you're going to stay there for five minutes. I mean, it was incredibly impressive, and we've never seen that from Ngannou, not to mention, again, he's on a busted knee. So, for me, John Jones, great wrestler. Okay, you're also seeding a ton of size to Ngannou. Ngannou was the bigger man in that, in that fight against Gon, and I don't care how much weight John Jones puts on. It's still a different size. You're still fighting at a different weight. So, you know, Ngannou to me, that's such to see him work in the jujitsu and do it pretty well for a guy of his size. He's just a complete fighter. I just, I really think that I don't see anyone coming in and beating him. And if Jones is going to fight Stipe, I'll be rooting for Jones. Cause then I'm hoping I get a really good number on Ngannou again. I, I was all over him in uh, the UFC 270 pay-per-view against Cyril Gan. And I would bet him at any price against John Jones. I, 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 most, I probably would bet Ngannou up to like minus 250, minus 300. I think he's, he's that much clearer the side. 
Sean, uh, coming up, uh, Reed, I'm sorry, coming up uh, next week uh, with the with the pay per view card, Ty Tuivasa versus Derek Lewis. You have two guys, big home run hitters, fan favorites. It, it, like, how, first of all, do you have to be, you know, monitoring the line on this all week just because of, you know, the, they're going to have a ton of people just betting on them because they love their antics, even though they're both very talented. Like, what do you what do you make of a fight like this? Yeah, so I haven't done, you know, I, how I like to do it just because, you know, I'm covering college sports, I'm covering NFL and all that. So I don't necessarily look that far in advance. I, like when the openers come out, I'll take a peek just to see where the lines are. I'll look from time to time, but I'm not you know, checking lines like I am, you know, like the college basketball slate for today. But I see Lewis, considerable favorite, makes a lot of sense. I think that this is a step up in class for Tuivasa. I mean, I kind of lean towards Lewis, just my initial thought intuitively. I think Tuivasa, big name. And I think I've come on this show before, and I tell you my favorite thing in UFC, my favorite spots are the proven commodities getting a good price against the up-and-coming guy or girl that um, is getting pushed by the UFC, which is clearly Tuivasa in this case. And listen, Derek Lewis, for all his faults, guy knows how to throw a knockout punch. And Tuivasa hasn't seen this type of power. He's going to be seeing some size, uh, minus four in the reach department. You know, I, I again, this fight's going to end quickly probably, but I trust Derek Lewis to navigate this fight and pretty much take it home. I see Lewis is laying a price. I'm probably going to look to play him by knockout, maybe as a parlay piece fight. Yeah, I would say my first uh, look is to Lewis for sure. Talking with Reed Wallach, senior editor at Betside here on the BetQL Network. Hey, brother, we can talk a little college basketball. We can talk NBA basketball if you really want to. What's up with your Nets, man? Losing seven in a row? They suck. <laughs> I, I can't hide from it anymore. I got, this, is the, this is the life I live when, you, when you're one of the few big Nets fans out there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough sledding, and it seems like, uh, the show might be coming to an end. It seems like James Harden's on his way out. I mean, ultimately, I think that the team's really banged up right now. I think that it's February, not April. Uh, I, I'm curious. To see, I personally think Harden's played his last game as a net. We'll see. They play tomorrow in Denver. We'll see if he is in the lineup or not. But depending on what the Nets get back, I still think that they could be contenders to win the title this year. I think that it's that wide open. And if Kevin Durant's back healthy, you're kind of always in the mix, right? I mean, he, for my money, he's the best player on the planet. So you're always in the, you're always in the mix. Obviously you need Kyrie Irving's, um, put it, uh, let's see, lightly, uh, vaccination status to change or status in New York city to change. But yeah, the Nets are always going to be in the mix and we'll see what the hall is back for Harden because I personally think that he's played his last game in that. Very cool. Heat and five. <laughs> let's get back, let's get back in the octagon real quick if you don't mind because coming up in a few minutes after we sign off with you Reed, we're going to bring on tim welch the head coach for sean o'malley what type of a rocket ship do you think he is attached to his ass like how close do you think he is to a belt uh i i think he, he's got to start facing in my opinion uh a few more contenders i think that he's gotten by by facing you know he's had fights rescheduled and listen I, he's immensely talented but He's got to start facing, you know, he's got to start facing guys ranked. He's got to show that he's capable of winning these fights because his only real contender he's fought was Marlon Vera. And of course he had that leg injury that ended the fight within a minute. So, or a few minutes. So for me, I got to see O'Malley beat some of the contenders in the weight class before I start calling for title shots, because I mean, this is a loaded, loaded division um, over um, with the smaller guys. So I'm not rushing to announce Sean O'Malley. I mean, listen, he's still ranked outside the top 10. So, He's going to get his run. 
he's going to roll through some guys, but I got to see it before I announce him as anything. Got the uh, main event coming up, uh, the main card coming up in about 45 minutes here, Reed. Uh, is there, besides loving Sean Strickland, is there anything on this main card that sticks out to you? Does not make sense that uh, people should monitor if they want to bet tonight? Yeah, I played two underdogs on the main card, and then I also paired Strickland with Shavkat Rachmanov. I hope that came out right. Uh, that was pretty so good. That's like a, what, <laughs> that was a good one? That was that's a slight plus money parlay, but I also played Brian Battle against Trayson Gore. Anything over plus one twenty is good to me. I, I haven't seen the line in a few hours, so I don't know if that's still there, but um, plus one twenty is good. And then I also like John Castaneda against Miles Johnson. I believe that's the first fight on the main card. The next fight, actually, I like John Castaneda. He's got big reach advantage. I'm not so much Miles John guy. I he's won against some. Uh, jobbers in my opinion i'm not impressed castaneda in his last time out showed improved striking got big reach advantage i kind of find myself always betting on him i like what i see from him improved striking i think he's a little too wide he's around plus 150 i like him down to plus 130 last time we had you on i actually paid attention to your information and made myself some uh, money so i'm going to try to do the same thing tonight that's why i'm here reed wakes as always brother we'll bring you on again soon all right thanks guys have a good one Love that guy. Love his information. Reed Wallach. You can catch him over at BetSided. How do you say that guy's last name again, BT? Uh, Rachmanov. Yeah, Rachmanov. There's like an extra H in there that I think that freaks people out. I always make them more difficult than they are. Like, uh, everybody makes a big deal out of um, Mahmoud Sharapov. Not really that tough, you know? Yeah. If I said it right. There was a while I couldn't say Nurmagomedov, but that all rolls off our tongue at this point. Uh, coming up next, we were just talking about one Sugar Sean O'Malley. We're going to bring on Sugar's head coach, Tim Welch, joins the show. It's tapped out. You're locked in to the Vet QL Network.